the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. 1280 The Patriot is WWTC Minneapolis St. Paul. FM 107.5 K298CO Minneapolis. Intelligent Radio. With SRN News, I'm Jason Walker. Republicans finally able to wrest control of the House from the Democrats in the midterms. Now the question of what to expect of GOP leadership in the new session. Former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo says don't forget what got them there. The mission that everyone talked about was stopping the Biden policies. He's made clear he's not going to stop them, right? He said, well, am I going to change? I'm not going to make any change. The mission is to stop Joe Biden's policies and to begin to lay out a forward-looking, not rearward-looking, but forward-looking vision for America. Elon Musk reinstating Donald Trump's account on Twitter, but it's not clear if Mr. Trump would actually return to Twitter. He has said in the past that he would not rejoin Twitter, even if his account was reinstated. This is SRN News. Mark Levin explains his stance. Since when is it controversial to believe in the country, to embrace our history, our principles, to show respect to men and women in uniform, whether they're from the military or police, to show respect for our flag that's carried into war, to want a sovereign nation with a secure border rather than anarchy on the border where drugs, fentanyl, foreigners who we don't know, including criminals, are pouring into the country. Mark Levin, weeknights at 8 on AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. AM 1280, The Patriot, good afternoon. We'll get you over to the Victory Hour with Andrew Parker in just a moment, but first, a quick look at our weather. 32 degrees for a high today, a low of 20 tonight. Mostly sunny with a high of 27 tomorrow. Our roster of values-driven, award-winning hosts at the Salem Podcast Network extends well beyond who you hear on air. Check out SalemPodcastNetwork.com for even more insightful commentary and compelling conversations from our team. That's SalemPodcastNetwork.com. AM 1280, The Patriot. Drowning in IRS debt? If you can't afford to pay your IRS debt due to economic hardship, you can now be free of IRS collection efforts by taking advantage of a special IRS tax hardship program. This program allows Americans who owe the IRS to resolve their delinquent tax debt once and for all. In some cases, maybe even reducing what you owe significantly. An open phone line has been established by Community Tax for consumers to call and see if they qualify. Simply dial 800-555-88. If you owe back taxes to the IRS and cannot afford to pay them back or have years of unfiled tax returns, help is standing by. Just call the Community Tax Helpline today at 800-555-88 for the help that you need. Don't take on the IRS alone. They can attack your wages, savings, pension, home, and even your social security check. Call 800-555-88 to see if you qualify. That's 800-555-88. Warning, warning, warning. Once you taste the Rack Shack's Patriot Burger, other burgers will never measure up. Hey, I'm Nick Anderson, General Manager of AM1280 The Patriot, and we've partnered with my friend Keith Hittner Sr. from the Rack Shack Barbecue to create a burger worthy of the Patriot name. It's a half-pound burger that's red, white, and blue through and through. American cheese on top, and the American flag proudly waves over the bun. The Patriot Burger comes with your choice of any of our delectable sides, like our famous hand-cut fries, all just for $12.80. Best burger in town as far as I'm concerned, and it's $12.80 anytime, any day. Try today at the Rack Shack Barbecue at the Cedar Cliff Center at Nichols and Cliff in Egan. Be careful. Once you try a Patriot Burger, you may never go back to a regular burger. That's the Rack Shack Barbecue at RackShackBarbecue.com. Get that Rack Shack attack. Rack Shack Barbecue. Ooh, 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 yeah. 
In the battle for America's Christian values, Charlie Kirk and TPUSA Faith have stood strong, helping equip, engage, and empower generations of Americans to defend their faith. We're in a fight to save our country. Now they need your support, covering the cost of resources. And thanks to a generous 75K match, your best gift will be doubled. Double. Help defend faith and freedom now with a tax-deductible donation. Give today and help Christians stand strong in their faith. Visit am980themission.com and use the keyword faith. With the vast majority of media today leaning hard left, it can be tricky to find news that actually shares, let alone defends, a conservative viewpoint. Hotair.com provides analysis and commentary from conservative writers like Ed Morrissey. Hotair.com. Sightseeing in Paris, at the mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to AM 1280, The Patriot, at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. The following program was pre-recorded, and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. It's time now for a smart plane talk regarding politics, Israel, and the law. This is the Victory Hour with Andrew Parker of Parker Daniels Keyboard. Wise counsel, winning results. Now, here's your host, Andrew Parker. I'm impressed with my attorney, Bernie. I'm impressed with his influential friends. He's got very big connections, and I It's Sunday, 4 o'clock, and what does that mean? It means it's the best hour in radio of the week. It is the victory hour. I'm Andrew Parker. And I just want to say thank you. I want to say welcome once again for all of my regular listeners, minus football fans. And all of those who are first-timers, because they don't like football. So they're looking for a show that can bring them, well, a little bit further along the path of sound public policy thinking. How to look at the issues of the day. And today we are going to bring you a discussion that is not often had in talk radio. That is a discussion of how to have bipartisan or nonpartisan, but I think more so bipartisan, debate in a civil matter. How to deliver or uh, approach and attend to the public square in a civil manner. Why? Because we can get to better conclusions, results, and policy ideas by doing it. Rolling around in the hurly-burly of debate is a way of sharpening policy, like in a crucible, to the highest levels of heat, bringing it down to its essential elements, whatever it is that you're adding to the crucible. And public policy is no different. Getting down to the essential elements, analyzing, determining what happens when you flip this switch versus that one, or you turn up that knob and turn down the other one. What are the results from engaging in different policy prescriptions? And we're going to talk to today to a Good friend of mine, we went to law school together, we met there and have been friends ever since, Uh, although, you know, we don't see each other often. Maybe that will uh, change now as we have reinvigorated our relationship of 40-some years, nearly, and that is Jerry Anderson, lawyer, been in the accountant, uh, accounting and business world for, it, geez, gotta, it's got to be at least 40 years. And uh, a political raconteur like few you will meet. So we bring him on the show today in order to talk about how a political liberal like Jerry and I can debate and discuss and actually get to some conclusions that we may not each 
or either of us 100% agree with, but can develop better policies than we even came into the discussion with. Before we uh, tee up our discussion today on bipartisanship and political moderation and the fact that polarization and the decline of bipartisan debate and discussion has taken over and what it has meant for our country. Before we get to that discussion, pull out your yellow pad and your number two pencil. And if that pencil is not sharpened, go to the crank pencil sharpener. Boston is the one I've got here in studio. Handy dandy. It doesn't break, you see. I mean, you you don't have to find the repair shop, which, by the way, today to find a repair shop for this Boston crank uh, uh, pencil sharpener, uh, I got to believe you're better off going online and getting a new one, which would be an old one because they're only old. But you're not going to find a repair shop. Why? Well, you know, they go out of business because the thing just doesn't break down. So sharpen her up. Get the yellow pad. Jot this down. Right after Thanksgiving on the Victory Hour, we're going to have Dr. Scott Jensen on the show. You know, not a lot of shows and talk radio. You, you, you lose your election, you're not heard from again, and everyone's already forgotten your name. That's not the case here on the Victory Hour. We want to dissect a little, and we want to talk to uh, Scott Jensen about the race, about how it was uh, to battle in the political arena. And to come up short, that's a difficult discussion. You know, it, it kind of feels like, well, the voters rejected me. And, you know, not a lot of people uh, have that, ever have in their life that sort of rejection. Whether it's more, more or less than other rejections, it doesn't matter. That particular kind, and, and we want to talk not so much about that particular issue, but about... Uh, the reasons and what political future Scott Jensen might still have because he's got some, he's got a lot of ideas and there are a lot of good ideas uh, that should not be discarded simply because incumbent Tim Walls was able to be reelected here in the state of Minnesota. Also, Mike Lindell will be on the uh, victory hour down the trail here, I believe in December. It might scoot into January, but we'll keep you posted uh, on that as well. And a number of the congressional delegation here uh, from the state of Minnesota are going to be on the show coming up uh, soon enough. So we turn to our guest, Jerry Anderson. Jerry, you know, it's great to see you. here in studio, and there are few people that I enjoy talking politics with more than you. And you would think that I would enjoy embracing and cloaking myself in those that think like me in terms of conservative uh, public policy initiatives and ideas. But in fact, no, and that kind of gets boring fairly quickly. Uh, I enjoy having discussion with those who don't agree with me. I had Dean Phillips on a few weeks ago, and we don't agree on many issues, but we had a very good discussion, and it turns out that some of the uh, issues that we talked about, we overlapped more than we had expected. Now, I think that he was adjusting his actual views for our audience here, but, uh, you know, he, uh, he nonetheless was able to, speak conservative talk quite well. What do you think about the state of discussion and debate, political discussion and debate in our country uh, today versus, I'm just going to go back to Bill Clinton. We could go back to Barack Obama, even who I believe was the most divisive president in United States history, including Donald Trump and including Joe Biden. 
I, I just think he, he was and that he started this uh, real division, even though it had already, the, the soil had been tilled quite nicely by his predecessors. But what do you say about the decline of bipartisanship, Jerry? Well, I, I would go a little broader than that. It's not just the de- decline of reasonable bipartisan cooperation and discussion. It's just the discourse level is so low. And, you know, I'm sitting here looking at that antique uh, pencil sharpener. So I have to go back even further than Clinton. When I was in college, and it, I'm almost sure it was 1978, I took an American government class. And I don't remember much about it, but I remember one thing the teacher said that I thought was profound at the time and is almost ironic now. He said the only extreme that succeeds in American politics is the extreme middle. And why did he say that? Well, what, six years earlier, Nixon had won 49 states going up against the ultra-progressive McGovern. And go back a bit further than that to 64, Barry Goldwater, who one of his slogans was uh, extremism and defensive liberty is no vice, lost 45 states in a rout. Yeah, yeah. So you could see that's why I thought that way. Then fast forward a little bit further between that era and the era of uh, Bill Clinton. Uh, Reagan's 1986 Tax Act had the support of 90% of Democratic senators. Think about that. Unthinkable today. The 2017 Tax Act under Trump, 0%. So tremendous divisions. So we're talking to Jerry Anderson, political rock on tour like you've never heard before. This is going to be a great show. Uh, I'm going to enjoy it. Uh, I hope you do as well. But few that I enjoy talking politics with more than uh, Jerry Anderson. We're going to be right back after this short break. And I'm going to bring it up to uh, where I think this all started, this discord. And that is uh, probably the Bill Clinton uh, era uh, with uh, Jerry while we're on this short break, go to ParkerDK.com. Parker Daniels Keyboard, yes, uh, wise counsel, winning results. And make sure that you stay with us. Levity and good cheer today on the show. Don't go far. AM 1280, The Patriot. Hi, this is Andrew Parker with some wise counsel and winning results. First, the council. Go to MyPillow.com and take a look at the outstanding extended product line that they have. We're talking top quality products. How do I know? Because I have them. Slippers and slip-ons, robes, towel sets, throw blankets and loungewear. All best in class. And when you're done taking care of yourself, take care of the dogs too. They have outstanding dog beds. Now for the winning results. Results happen once you order. So pick up your number two pencil and your yellow pad and jot this down. 1-800-334-8902. That's 1-800-334-8902. Or go to MyPillow.com. Place your complete order. And with the offer code VICTORY, you get up to 66% off. That's right. VICTORY for 66% off. I feel so tense and worried all the time. Is this anxiety? Mental Health Minnesota is here to help seven days a week with resources, peer support, online screenings, connections to treatment and crisis services. It's anonymous, confidential, and free of charge. Whether you're living with a mental health condition, are concerned about someone you love, or could use some support, Mental Health Minnesota is here for you. MentalHealthMN.org. Sponsored by Mental Health Minnesota, the Minnesota Broadcasters Association, and this station. Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... Uh, Gene, who do you take on anyway? Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most, right where you live. Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280, The Patriot. Hi, this is Andrew Parker with some wise counsel and winning results. First, the counsel. Go to MyPillow.com and take a look at the outstanding extended product line that they have. We're talking top quality products. How do I know? Because I have them. Slippers and slip-ons, robes, towel sets, throw blankets and loungewear. All best in class. And when you're done taking care of yourself, take care of the dogs too. 
They have outstanding dog beds. Now for the winning results. Results happen once you order. So pick up your number two pencil and your yellow pad and jot this down. 1-800-334-8902. That's 1-800-334-8902. Or go to MyPillow.com. Place your complete order. And with the offer code VICTORY, you get up to 66% off. That's right, VICTORY for 66% off. Welcome back. It's the Victory Hour. I'm Andrew Parker, and we're talking about the decline of bipartisanship, the elimination of political moderation, the inability to speak to someone about policy when they may not have the exact position that you do. And we're going to get to cancel culture a little bit uh, later in the show. We're talking to Jerry Anderson, good friend of mine. Went to law school together. He's been uh, in the legal accounting and business world for 40 years, but mostly I know him as a wonderful uh, person to discuss politics with. And uh, I don't know why it took me so long to have him on the show. Welcome, Jerry. And your comments on the other side of the break were already elucidate, uh, lucidly describing what uh, was leading up to where we sit today. A lot of people would say it was Watergate, Richard Nixon, people started to do No, 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 no. The, there was huge uh, support one way or the other uh, for various uh, candidates across the country. You wouldn't even recognize this as the same country. And uh, Ronald Reagan, for example, as you recall, huge landslide uh, across the country of electoral votes. It wasn't, you know, states now that you couldn't possibly guess would vote red or for Ronald Reagan, of all people, did, in fact, uh, in what, 84. Um, In 88, H.W. Bush is in office for one term, not two. Uh, that was not a particularly divisive time period, uh, but he lost to Bill Clinton in 92. And Clinton uh, is in office until 2000. And the Republicans were really ready for a change. The Democrats had the vice president running against uh, George W. Bush, and that was Al Gore. And you know what happened in the 2000 election. Do you think it was the 2000 election, Jerry, that really started us on this division? Do you think it was the impeachment of Bill Clinton that really started us on this division? Well, if you look at the Clinton era and you ignore the impeachment proceeding, right? And look what happened. Uh, and and I full disclosure, I have voted for only one Republican in the year since I was able to vote back to 80. So I didn't vote for the very popular Ronald Reagan. Um, I did vote for George Herbert Walker Bush though um, in 92 after his first term because of the tremendous leadership he showed during the, the Gulf war, the first Gulf war, and also the unraveling of the Soviet union. We needed a steady hand for that. And I wasn't going to go for an Arkansas governor, but I think what happened there, um, Andrew is a, is a real shift away from substantive, politics to personality and for whatever reason people went for the young guy right they went for change and then clinton got hammered of course in his first midterms right but then being a politician a guy that was willing to listen you can dislike uh, bill clinton for a lot of reasons right but he grew up as a politician and he shifted gears he got enormous bipartisan votes exactly including the now unpopular 1994 crime bill Yes. Which had overwhelming support by the guy that had to criticize it during the last campaign. Joe Biden. That would be Uncle Joe. Yeah. So I don't think Clinton is when it went to heck, uh, in my opinion. 
the discourse level. I thought we I think we're still playing politics then. We weren't playing well, yeah, I hate you because I disagree. Yeah, right? when you when you said uh, uh you know, setting aside the impeachment, I started to think about his policy and perhaps one of the greatest I I've called it the greatest piece of legislation uh in the in the last 50 years at least and may you know, maybe more than that uh is the Welfare Reform Act that uh, Bill Clinton uh, signed into law, and it was the act that everybody recalls. He used triangulation to pivot uh, when he saw that his popularity was going down the tubes. This was an enormous bipartisan piece of legislation that shifted us from a welfare state or heading toward a welfare state. And so it, it was. In, you're right. He during the '90s there was enormous bipartisanship in that respect, but the attack on personality and 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 on the person uh, was was really launched uh, by the Republicans, and, and they look back on it and say, "I would do it over again" because of the you know fervent view that many Republicans have about. The president lying under oath so obviously and easily is something that is impeachable. Well, well, Clinton drew fire with his behavior, which today he would have run out of office. There's no way in the world any politician on the national scene today could have an intimate relationship with a 21-year-old congressional volunteer and survive, right? That's, that's cultural change that's probably for the good. Ask right? Al Franken. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, th- that might have planted some seeds that created the vitriol that we see today. But then you move into the George W. Bush era uh, from 2000 to 08, and this further tilled the soil, as I call it. We started to see much closer elections. Couldn't have been anything any more close than 2000. And so the, the, the country came into this division that automatically started to have people pick sides. And you're either on this team or on that team. And if you're on the other team, you know, I can't talk to you is what it has become. It wasn't that way entirely with George W. Bush, but when, you know, the attacks continued. So they went from Clinton to George W. Bush Bush lied, people died, you know, the, the attacks yeah. were, were vicious. Yeah. Kanye, we won't quote him, but Kanye was making outrageous quotes in those days too, although George Bush was his target right after Katrina. Katrina. Yeah. And it did become very personal because I didn't vote for George W., but pulling back the curtain, seeing him years later, he's a very good guy with a lot of principles, right? Yet he was attacked on a very personal level. He's an incompetent, lucky to have the parents he had, right? Yeah. All that kind of stuff. Uh, and and for he was redeemed by 9-11 for a while, but not for long, right? Uh, not for long because when the, the second Gulf War, the Iraq War, went to heck, everybody wanted to attack him personally rather than acknowledge that the purpose of that war, you can say it's misguided, it was tragic, it was wrong, was to try to promote this nascent democratic movement in that part of the world. That was what was behind it, right? But instead, oh, this is you know just a personal attack after personal attack. You're right. It really started to descend in George, George W. Bush, his term. It did. And so it descends, and then we get Barack Obama from 2000, uh, 2008 uh, to 2016. And... This is why I believe he is the worst president in the history of the United States, and I've said it uh, many times, and I wish that he wasn't or uh, didn't end up being such. I was hoping for great success, and he had the opportunity for great success. But instead, instead he divided. Instead, he took the vitriol that had started with Clinton, elevated in Bush's time, and he weaponized it effectively. Uh, he gave it not just credence, but now you have cancel culture, things that would never have been accepted in this First Amendment foundational country are now accepted as, well, that's fine, you know, shut them down. We, you know, it's misinformation. Well, how do you know it's Mr. Well, I'm saying it's misinformation, so that means it's misinformation. See, I I strongly disagree on 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 uh, 
Obama on this point, and I hear it a lot. What you're saying is, is I hear it from a lot of my friends who I respect, including you. But I, in my view, I thought I thought uh, Obama had a very bland presidency. He didn't push the envelope at all. He didn't have bold oh initiatives God. other than the Affordable Care Act. He didn't have any bold initiatives. My my criticism was that he wasn't bold enough. Well, he may not have had bold initiatives, but that's not what I'm referring to. I'm referring to the discord. I'm referring to the way in which he pitted people against one another, groups and divisions, well, you know, the wealthy against the poor, the one percenters uh, based on race. He was the beginning of identity politics, not the beginning, but he elevated it like uh, a hundredfold from where it was. You are based on what you look like. See, I I disagree with that strongly. I I think he could have shown some leadership in, on Ferguson, right, that he didn't show. I remember Eric Holder, then Attorney General, went out there, and in my opinion, kind of uh, threw gasoline on the flames, right, rather than tried to bring some sensibility to it. But but this is a great point where we can disagree without yelling at each other. I I thought Clinton was a it was a Clinton uh, Obama was an uninspired uh, presidency, especially two terms, accomplishing only one thing: a totally partisan health care. Uh, act got passed. That's about all he did. So what about the other side, though? What about the, the Republicans? I, were they the Tea Party back then? Or, uh, Andy, I can't remember. Yeah, they attacked they were... <laughs> him right away. He didn't even have a policy initiative, and they're already saying, we're going to make this guy a one-term president. What about that side of it? Well, all right. But, you know, they disagreed with his policies, and they have a right to disagree. They didn't identify him based upon the fact that he was uh, black. They didn't say that if you are from a minority community, you are the only people that can understand your people. Nobody else can. And by the way, if you're in this socioeconomic class, you know, you need to vote a certain way. Or if you're in this minority group, you need to vote a certain way. But I mean, how, how is that different than any traditional politics in America the last, you know, century and a half where we have various ways of immigrants and, you know, parties would try to rope them in and get as soon as they're allowed to vote, get them on their side. Oh, my God. The the, The, the identity politics never has been what it is now, now what we see in the United States. All the, you know, certain ethnic group where all the the fire people or firemen or whatever in towns because that the politicians got that done for the group as they came here, stuff like that. We're going to commercial. I can hear that. So. (laughs) We are going to a commercial. Uh, Jerry's saved by the bell there. We will be back after this short break. Go to MyPillow.com. I'm telling you, these pillows are great. But the other products that Mike Lindell and MyPillow produces, put put out in the marketplace for you to pick up, are outstanding. Uh, You know, I've got a lot of them. The robe is great. It's like a Ritz-Carlton robe. I mean, and and it's not that expensive. But you know what? If you use the offer code VICTORY, it's 66% off, up to. And I, I think, uh, you know, you, you can pick up slippers as well. Indeed. I've got them. They're great. They got that fuzzy stuff on the inside, so they're really soft. You put your foot in there. It's kind of nice. All right. We're going to be right back, talk more with Jerry Anderson. We're getting into it now. We're, uh, we're coming up to the current day, and we're going to talk solutions. Uh-huh. We'll be right back. Stay with us. That's enough. Put down the mic. AM 1280, The Patriot. A record of success, second to none. Parker Daniels Keyboard Law Firm, the numbers tell the story. The last five cases our lawyers have brought to trial have resulted in million and multi-million dollar verdicts for our plaintiff clients and zero defense verdicts for our defense clients. Put simply, we try cases and we win cases. Hi, I'm Andrew Parker. At Parker Daniels Keyboard, we take our work personally and we go the extra mile. That is why some of the biggest law firms, locally and nationally, send cases to us to handle when they can't. If you have a challenging and critically important business or personal legal dispute that must be favorably resolved, whether regarding a contract matter, a business divorce, a real estate dispute, an employment dispute, a civil rights or defamation matter, plain talk, if it's a big deal, contact us at Parker Daniels Keyboard. Wise counsel, winning results. Go to ParkerDK.com. 
What's the best product I bought this year? Oh, that's easy. Salon Pass Pain Relieving Patches. The proven medicines in Salon Pass Patches reduce my pain and let me do the things I need to do every day. In a recent clinical study, patients using Salon Pass reported improved sleep, mood, and the ability to work. They had less pain and were able to reduce their use of oral pain medications. For pain, I use Salon Pass. It's good medicine. If it was 1990, you'd be listening to your favorite radio station on a bulky boombox that burns through D batteries faster than you can say, you've got mail. Thankfully, it's the 21st century, and there are much better alternatives. For example, just ask Alexa to tune in. Alexa, play the Patriot Minneapolis. It's time to throw out that old beeper and get with the times. Listen to your favorite AM 1280 to Patriot hosts in high quality with Alexa and Amazon Echo. The best way to get a good night's sleep is having a good pillow. One that won't go flat. One that you can wash and dry as many times as you want and it maintains its shape. One that is made right here in the good old U.S. of A. Well, there's one place and only one place where you can get all of that. And that's from the My Pillow guy, Mike Lindell. The creator of the best pillow that revolutionized the sleep industry. Mike is offering his premium My Pillows for his lowest price ever right now. You can get a queen-size premium MyPillow for $29.98. That's a $40 savings. King pillows are only $5 more. How do you order? Call 1-800-334-8902. That's 1-800-334-8902. Or go to MyPillow.com and use the discount code VICTORY. That's right, discount code VICTORY for this special offer. We're back. It's the victory hour for levity and good cheer. That's the motto for today's show. We've got Jerry Anderson with us, political raconteur, like few others, to talk about division, polarization, Destruction And what I believe is the hollowing out of the spirit of the American people, of our American system of government. And what is it that causes the hollowing out? That's when you take someone and you dismiss them or you destroy them. You demonize them. And, you know, even more simply... You disrespect them. How do you do that? Identity politics does it. And I believe that started with Barack Obama. We had a little debate on the other side of the break uh, about that. And and I think uh, it not just started with him. It, it escalated a hundredfold from, from any other time in American history. And it is continuing today. But new tricks are being added to it. The, weapon, the weaponization of certain government uh, and law enforcement going out for your political enemies. That's all kind of a part of this identity politics, identifying enemies. But another big part of it is deciding that certain people should no longer be recognized. They should be removed from the public square. They should be canceled. And I'm talking about cancel culture. You know it well. That is also foundational in the hollowing out of the American spirit. And boy, when you start by doing that, you can change everything about the American experiment, about American democracy. You start with hollowing out the American spirit. So, Jerry, what's the first step in restoring political sanity here in America? Because where we sit right now is insanity. Yeah, you know, I think where we're coming to some common ground here is on the concept of demonization of enemies, right? And for the last, you know, almost 10 years or so, when this has really been rolling, this idea that people aren't just misguided or wrong, they're, they're evil, they're bad, right? The basket of deplorables line that 
probably lost the election for Hillary, right? Because that got all over the country. In fact, thank God. In in uh, Florida, I can remember hearing there was a bar that had a Deplorables Happy Hour where they featured like Blatt's beer and hot wings and stuff like that. <laughs> Yeah, getting a chuckle out of it, but it, it impacted a lot of people. They said, forget this. We're not going to vote for somebody that views us as irredeemable. And irredeemable is a good word because it's like there's a melding of politics and religious concepts. Heresy is religion. It's not politics. There shouldn't be any heresy. There shouldn't be anything you can't say politically and, and it, have a conversation. You shouldn't be condemned. So, you know, when you think about the descending, uh, where we're at in the level of discourse, you think a little bit about McCarthyism, but I don't think that's the right metaphor. I think it's I think it's the Salem witch hunts, right? Yes. Where, you know, if you deny something, that's proof that you're a witch. Um, my wife wisely tells me not to debate strangers online. Once in a while, I give in after a couple of beverages late in the evening. I see something on I can't resist commenting on. What's interesting is they don't attack what you say. They attack something you didn't say that they assume you are based on a comment. And then when you come back and clarify your point, they'll have nothing of it. They'll have nothing of it. They know you, as James Baldwin said once, uh, you know, and, and again, I call myself a liberal, but a famous quote from James Baldwin, a liberal is someone who thinks he understands your life condition better than you do. Yes. And, and it's a perfect definition of it. And the description that you give of what happens when you go online is a good description, and it goes back to this identity politics. Oh, you know, you write something online. Well, you must be a white male. They don't even know if you are a white. You, you must be a white male. And now, in addition to as a white male, this is what you believe. Doesn't matter anything else about you. And it dehumanizes you. It removes you as a person with all of your character traits qualities, abilities, skills, none of that matters. It is what do you look like? What is it that you're saying online? And it's it's disgraceful. Yeah, what and and I I will fault uh my friends on the on the left a little more on this point because when I when I've got a number of high school friends that I stay in touch with, you know, through Facebook, a lot of guys in my age group do, right? And because the neighborhood I grew up in, a lot of them are conservatives, Trump supporters, and a few are, are liberals and some very to the far left. And a lot of the liberals have even stopped. They've, they've disconnected. They've unfriended the, the conservatives, right? And, and I hear it more on the, on the liberal side where I can't talk to, fill in the blank, my cousin anymore. I don't want to see him at the holidays anymore. I don't want to deal with them. Instead of putting that aside and not damaging their relationship. I know it, it goes both directions, but you know the idea that you're going to disengage from a long-term friend or a family member because of a political difference, that shows that we're in a really bad place that we need to fix. And so how do we stop demonizing one another? I, I think it starts with eliminating identity politics and, and, and cancel culture and attacking it for what it is, which is why I... You know, I champion what Elon Musk is doing. Well, let, let's let's talk. I mean, I'm I'm going to be careful on race because that's such a dangerous topic these days. But there's, oh yeah, there's I mean, so you'll many get kicked to the curb and destroyed if you so bring it up. So many redefinitions of racism, but at at its heart, what is racism? It's collective guilt, right? It's assigning guilt to a person based on a group they're in, regardless of what ability they have. And if we can let's if we could stop assuming and assigning culpability to people based on a group instead based on who they are and what they've really done. That's a, that's a first step, right? But our leaders have to do that. Online chatter is going to be negative forever. You can't make people be sensible when they're in the, in the middle of the night, we're on their line, but we got to have leaders that take, take steps to say, I'm going to stop calling my opponent in this election a bad person and start saying, these are the policies that I think I could do better on. And here's why. Yeah. But Jerry, how do you square that with the entire concept? It's, it's waning a bit. It's now maybe on the downside or the back nine of its, uh, lifespan, but the concept of white privilege, you know, you're white, that's it. You're privileged. And, and, you know, and here's all the statistics that show it, et cetera. It doesn't matter who you are, what you bring to the table, none of that, you are white privileged. And by the way, it doesn't matter that you grew up way below the poverty level with a single parent and six siblings and never had any food on the table. And, uh, you know, 
there are white people, black people, all other different uh, minority groups uh, who have different life experiences. Is Should diversity be determined based upon skin color? Well, anybody that's known more than a half dozen people in groups that they're not in knows that the real diversity is within groups, not between them, right? That there's every type of person in every every ethnic group, every religious sect, et cetera, right? So maybe a restoration of diversity actually meaning diverse and different rather than different looking. But yeah, and, and as a person that considers themselves a liberal, I, I, I'm always very perplexed where somebody thinks it's progressive to discernment, determine somebody's point of view based on how they appear, right? I mean, it's, but, but that's common. You hear it all the time. We need more people that don't, quote, look like me on this board of directors, Right. It's so disrespectful. Well, and it 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 just removes the human aspect of each individual when you do that. Right, opening doors um, is is important, and being sure that everybody knows they're welcome at the table and outreach, all the the philosophical underlying of affirmative action as it was originally intended. In my view, that's all great stuff. But when you start labeling people and saying that you can't have a diverse, well, think if you had a you know, Clarence Thomas and, and uh, John McWhorter and, and uh, Spike Lee at a table. Do you think that's diverse? They're all, you know, 60-ish black guys. It's very diverse. They have totally different life experiences and perspectives, right? So let's, let's broaden diversity to mean uh, different life experiences and viewpoints as opposed to looking differently. I, I think we'd agree on that one. No, we absolutely, uh, we absolutely do, no doubt about it. Why is it, Jerry, that you think um, this cancel culture has taken a foothold? So I'm now moving from identity politics that I think started in large share and escalated dramatically with Barack Obama as president. But what about this, uh, you know, the, the concept of cancel culture simply shutting down, removing, uh, and by the way, Amy Klobuchar, our own uh, U.S. Senator, is fully supportive of a misinformation czar, and if you don't toe the line of the majority view or the accepted view, you're out. We're going to tackle that question on the other side of this break. Cancel culture. That's what we're going to talk about. And the destruction of our American experiment, as I, as I say, that cancel culture delivers. It is very dangerous, the hollowing out of the American spirit. We're going to be right back. I thank you once again for joining us this Sunday on the Victory Hour as uh, I think Jerry Anderson, political raconteur and good friend who uh, we can have discourse disagreeing but not disagreeably. So stay tuned. Go to that fridge, get another uh, tall one, bring it back, enjoy it with us as we continue our debate about bipartisanship, political moderation. Go to parkerdk.com for wise counsel winning results. Stay with us. AM 1280, The Patriot. How about this My Pillow guy? He turns his life around, invents a product that revolutionizes the sleep industry, but that is not enough. He launches a whole store of sleep and bath-related products. Hi, this is Andrew Parker with some wise counsel and winning results. Not about the law, but rather about high-quality sleep, which translates into high-quality living. And there's nothing better for high-quality sleep than My Pillow Sleep Goods. And I'm not just talking pillows. I've got most of the MyPillow sleep product line, from the 400 thread count bed sheets to the mattress topper to the waffle blankets, down comforters, and the sleepwear, all top quality. Go to MyPillow.com to place your order or call 1-800-334-8902. Get up to 66% off with the special offer code VICTORY. Up to 66% off on your entire order with the special offer code VICTORY. 
As a hunter, you know that weather has a huge impact on game movement. Get the info you need before you hit the field with the Stock and Barrel Hunting Forecast from AM 1280 The Patriot. Foul weather is a duck hunter's friend and deer move with the barometer. Get yourself in position to bag your quarry with the Hunter's Forecast, Thursdays at 7 and 11 a.m. and 3 and 7 p.m., courtesy of Stock and Barrel, Minnesota's premier shooting range, with two locations in Chanhassen and Egan. Many Twin Cities families can't afford the rising cost of food, gas, and groceries, but you can help by donating to the Salvation Army this holiday season. Give now at SalvationArmyNorth.org. Together, we can love beyond. TheFishTwinCities.com is streaming your favorite contemporary Christian artists like Matthew West, Toby Mack, for King and Country, and many more. Stream along at TheFishTwinCities.com, download the free app, or listen on your Amazon smart speaker. Did your employer make you sign a promissory note when joining the company, and now you want to leave but you're afraid your firm will pursue you personally for that debt? This is Jesse Keyboard from the law firm Parker Daniels Keyboard. I recently represented a client who had signed such a note, and I was able to get them out of their $500,000 debt to their company, which allowed them the freedom to exit a bad employment situation and enter a much better one. Meeting our clients' objectives is our focus at Parker Daniels Keyboard, and in this regard, we win. Our experienced trial team of lawyers at Parker Daniels Keyboard have secured major victories in state and federal courts across the country and through arbitration. We have the legal expertise in all types of business disputes, labor and employment matters, real estate matters, shareholder disputes, financial transactions, security issues, and appeals. For wise counsel, winning results, contact us at Parker Daniels Keyboard, a premier litigation law firm that provides efficient, aggressive, and innovative solutions to complex legal problems. Wise counsel, winning results. Go to ParkerDK.com. Heidi, 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 ho! We're back. It's the Victory Hour. I'm Andrew Parker, and thank you again for joining us. We uh, are talking the decline of bipartisanship and... uh, the decline of political moderation. Can we speak to each other? And can we get to sound good policy? It does not have to be this way. We don't have to have crime running rampant in the street. We don't have to have inflation through the roof uh, destroying the poor and the middle class in this country in particular. We don't have to have energy prices through the roof and an energy policy that makes No sense whatsoever. We don't have to have an influx of millions across uh, our borders with no idea who they are or where they've gone. We don't have to have any of that. And by the way, we can have more peace around the world. We don't have to have a foreign policy like we have. We can have peace in the Middle East. We just need to talk to one another, you see and get back to the public square, bring our picnic basket, you know, throw down the nice little blanket, pull out your sandwiches, and and break bread together. We should be able to do that. A little levity and good cheer. And in the public square, we can debate. Restoring productive civil debate in the public square is what we've been talking to Jerry Anderson about. And I'm all for it. So, I mean, I just love talking to Jerry almost to the point where we ought to shift this show. You know, what do they got on CNN that Anderson uh, Cooper, Anderson Cooper, we can call the show Anderson Parker. What? <laughs> that would be a heck of a radio show. And uh, I haven't said that about any guest I've had on the show, but uh, I love talking to, uh, to Jerry. So we're talking about cancel culture. And on the other side of the break, I posed the question uh, uh, about how we get out of this hole where people think it is acceptable if they don't agree with an opinion, or even if it's on the fringe, that they can just shut it down as if it doesn't exist. Well, um, first of all, where are the sandwiches? You mentioned sandwiches. 
Those coming in yeah. here. I didn't yeah. get an. I didn't with get our, a place with our in order. Gingham, yeah. Our gingham, yeah. uh, <laughs> picnic table. Uh, Turkey works for me, so that, they usually have that. Just no, no vegetarian sandwich. Please. Yeah, just a little cover. We'll it, throw yeah, on the you grass. know, we we talked about not demonizing people, and that's just fundamental, right? But another thing I think we need to start doing again is is trying to agree on some facts, right? If we're going to try to solve a problem, let's let's try to agree on facts first, right? So I don't know a thing about climate change, right? Don't know a thing about it. But most of the issues surrounding climate change aren't political. They're scientific. Is it happening? Is it a bad thing? Can we do anything about it? Those are all science questions. So if we know the answers to those, then what do we do about it? You know, is it market solutions? Is it heavy regulation? Is it subsidizing, quote, green technology? I don't know what it is, but at least let's have our policymakers agree on some facts before they start arguing about solutions. What do you think of that? Well... It would be nice. I, I do think that it's very difficult to agree on facts, particularly when, you know, the Democrats in particular, but sometimes both sides, but, but the Democrats in particular hijack science and, cre- and say, well, these are the facts. Science says that. Well, how'd they do with COVID? How would, how'd they do with COVID as it relates to, well, it's the science. We're following the science. You know, it was it was a complete debacle and destruction. And how many times did the Democrats say we have science on our side, so you must accept our facts? Well, well, that's that's not a bad example because COVID was obviously moving target, right? Moving target. We didn't know what we had first. We didn't know how contagious it would be. We didn't know how deadly it was. All that. So you're you're right. There was politicis politis. I can't use the word. Yeah, politicization. There you go. Very good. That's easy for you to say. <laughs> uh, of of facts, right? We're changing. But but once it was clear, for example, that children were at very low risk, policy might have been to let's open schools sooner than we open things where older folks hang out. Right. That would have been rational policymaking. But it became if you're in favor of opening schools, you want to kill children. Right. Then the name calling and the demonization started again rather than rational. Let's see how dangerous it is. If there's kids that are at more risk, let's make accommodations for them for extra protection. But let's make a sensible policy, not one based on either pretending COVID doesn't exist, pretending it's going to kill us all. There's a middle ground well, of truth that's, there. That's right. And, and which party is, uh, you know, taking over the science? Who wants to use the facts that people say are scientific facts? Uh, and claim these are the facts because the science of it. Uh, and and both sides try to get the scientists in their corner. And at the end of the day, there are very few things that even scientists uh, agree on. Certainly economists uh, don't agree uh, uh, on many things. And they get politicized. And that can become a weaponization of policy, uh, I think it it comes back to we need to let all of it in. That's what the First Amendment, always, you know, for, for as far back as we know, that was the intent of it. The Nazis were able to march in Skokie, Illinois, the largest population of Holocaust survivors in the entire nation. That's where they picked that they wanted to march. Yeah, I mean, very destructive. First Amendment absolutism, right? I mean, there's obviously, you know, you want to limit uh, expression as little as you can. But of course, I remember that. I'm old enough to remember how outrageous that was, right? But the but ACL, they were allowed. The ACLU uh, backed them for doing that. Now That's the right. ACLU is very politicized. It picks and right. chooses which liberties it wants to support rather than be absolutist, right? Um. So where do you where do you want to end? I, I feel like we found a lot of disagreements and uh, shouting never happened. Uh, you never <laughs> you never took a swing at me. You're close enough to do that, right? No, and so, that, you know it's it's true that uh, we did have a number of disagreements, uh, but we talked through each of the issues, and I think you know the solution is to open up the public square to not shout people down. To not say we aren't going to have Ben Shapiro on this campus, uh, you know, ever again. To have broader institutions of discussion and debate and discourse. Just like we had here on the Victory Hour today. Next week, we're back. I want to say join us then. And to Jerry Anderson, thanks for being on the Victory Hour. As you know, I just, uh, I love it every time we're together. Thanks for having me. 
We'll be back. Until then, have a great week. Andrew Parker. A Parker Daniels Keyboard. Wise Counsel. Winning results. For more information, go to ParkerDK.com. Until next time, he leaves you with these words from Winston Churchill. All the great things are simple, and many can be expressed in a single word. Freedom. Justice. Honor. Duty. Mercy. And hope. AM 1280, The Patriot. Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the sculpture garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon, we're where you are. Stream AM 1280, The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Hi, it's Keith Hitner Sr. here. Tune in on Sundays at noon for your real estate chalk talk where we study the science of buying and selling real estate and the art of living in your home. Get the solid real estate facts you need from Keith Hitner Sr. and Keith Hitner Jr. of Colwell Banker Burnett and their team of experts. Tune in to Real Estate Chalk Talk on AM 1280 The Patriot every Sunday at 12 noon. Brought to you by the Hitner Group, the number one Colwell Banker Group in the nation. Online at HitnerGroup.com. And tune in to Real Estate Chalk Talk every Sunday at 12 noon on AM 1280 The Patriot. Need new windows but don't want to sit through long, high-pressure sales calls? I get it. What if I told you you could get competitive quotes from three contractors after one short meeting with me on any window brand, and it's all free? Visit My3Quotes online. That's My3Quotes. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.